0: Welcome to Shining Bright with Serene Grace. Over the next hour, Serene, together with her guests, will inspire you to expand your mind, body, and spirit, and transform yourself. Now, here is your host, Serene Grace. Blessings, everyone.
1: I'm your host, Shining Bright with Serene Grace, on the Voice of America Empowerment Channel. Today, I have a fabulous returning guest, my cousin, Sarah Jean who is a social media influencer with a background in being a certified esthetician and degree in psychology. She has a unique perspective on beauty and health. Cruelty-free and clean beauty is her thing that she promotes on her social media. She is a friend to the earth and creatures. She's also my co-editor for the etiquette website called The Aspiring Peacock Post. Today's show has an interesting title called Taking Care of the Inner You. Within this episode, we will be discussing the different concepts on how to have a healthy inner you, especially as we prepare for the upcoming holidays. Now, I'd like to welcome back my special guest, my cousin, Sarah Jean. Hello, Serene. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Happy Thursday.
2: Happy Thursday to you.
1: How's Alaska? Getting cold. So is this your fall season coming in? Uh, Alaska doesn't exactly get
2: fall. We get summer and winter.
1: <laughs> ah, I see. I see. Well, welcome back. I'm excited to have you again. And folks, uh, Sarah and I are going to talk about uh Take care of the inner you she has a background in psychology so we thought this would be a wonderful topic to um, discuss and and give our insights on taking care of the inner you so sarah just for the reviewers again um please tell me a little bit about yourself and your background in education and uh, beauty and health again
2: um, beauty and health. I've dabbled in that kind of all my life in an, uh, in an owl. I used to make my own skincare. Well, I tried to make my own skincare in my mom's kitchen, much to her dismay growing up. Then I became a certified esthetician. And now I am in grad school to become an elementary educator. But my bachelor's is in psychology and criminal justice and criminology. That's,
1: That's- wonderful so you having a background in psychology have you ever applied your background in your line of work in the past and currently now most definitely yes
2: I believe psychology is something that we see uh daily in our lives I apply my knowledge of psychology to my life daily um I talk to myself with kind words because I'm a very anxious and worrisome person. Uh, I have also worked with uh, children from infancy to up to fifth grade. And I've also worked with elderly, um, disabled people and also uh, patients who were afflicted with dementia and Alzheimer's that is what my practicum for psychology was one.
1: Oh, that's wonderful and you talk about also applying psychology on yourself by saying positive uh, affirmations or just even being you know kind to yourself especially in your own self-care
2: yes it is it is very important to do that um I, unfortunately, (laughs) am better at taking care of other people than myself, but it is something that I am working on. I Well, emotions are hard to regulate in younger childhood, and that was something that I always had trouble with growing up. Uh, I I was always told that I was wise beyond my years, which is a good thing, but also a bad thing, because that, that means you're not truly being your childhood self, you're trying to put on a front to be that perfect child. And unfortunately, that is something I've carried over into my adult life. And I now thankfully have a partner in my life that is helping me to release my inner child.
1: (laughs) That's wonderful. You know, I've had that growing up myself where I felt social condition a certain way to be for what Others want me to be for them instead of for myself. Mm -hmm. And I think for you and I, we're very kindred spirits. We're very free spirits, as well, where we beat our own drum. And I think when you have young children like that, they're more um, free spirited, pioneering, adventurous. You need to be more mindful emotionally when you bring up a child who's more highly sensitive or more free-spirited, you know, they have their point to be who they are in their own predisposition. Would you agree?
2: Yes, I completely agree with that. And you know that our family growing up, we had to kind of mold ourselves into these forms that they wanted to see instead of us being allowed to truly be who we wanted. And I think now that me and you are grown up, and um, the quote-unquote misfits of our family, uh, <laughs> we finally decide to embrace who we truly are.
1: <laughs> I, I love the word misfits. Uh, you know, uh, until like a decade ago, you know, it seemed to resonate with us. But also, folks, uh, for the viewers, uh, it's it's our own little um, witty way of looking at ourselves because – You know, uh, remember Gem and the Holograms? Remember that uh, Mm -hmm. anime show? I used to watch the show when I was a little kid, and that brought out a lot of my inner child, especially being drawn to not just the crazy colorful hair, but the music, the art. Uh, I like Gem over Barbie. (laughs) But, you know, then you had the Misfits. And I love one thing about the Misfits. You know, even though it was strikingly different from Gem and the Holograms, but the misfits still were kind of free spirit, rebel, adventurous. They they won out of the social norm. And so that's why I applied with you and I. It resonates with the misfits, you know. And, you know, with that said, you know, we kind of did our own thing together. And that's why we have grown closer and stronger together uh, as soul sisters. And not just cousins, but because I'm an only child. I consider you like my sister forever. Mm. Has a thirst for life. That's right. And we're the misfits. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the show's topic is about taking care of the inner you. How do you define the inner you?
2: I define the inner you as the part you know about yourself, but the part that
1: you cannot see. Ah. So I think there's like a, a subconscious and a conscious level of that, correct? Yes. Uh, subconscious. An, the ab, subconscious mm-hmm. the subconscious would be the part that we don't know within our intuitive selves, our higher authentic self, where sometimes we second guess that or that's turned off because of uh, social conditioning.
2: Right. I, um, a good analogy that they like to use in psychology is an iceberg because an iceberg you can see on top. But the iceberg is also below and the below part of the iceberg that you can't see is your subconscious, whereas the part you see above the water is your conscious level.
1: And what do you do in life to take care of the inner child within you? I know you mentioned earlier about, you know, your own uh, positive affirmation and your own self-care, but what else can you add to that?
2: I think it's really important to eat healthy, exercise. Um, If you feel the need that you need to talk to somebody that you are not emotionally or even physically connected with, that it can be very beneficial. So if you feel the need, you need to express your thoughts and you don't have somebody who's there to listen and understand what you're saying Definitely seek out therapy. And there's multiple kinds of therapy now where you can you can either go in person or if you're not comfortable with that, you can even do text therapy these
1: days. Yes, telemedicine. Yeah. Telemedicine online or the texting. And uh, yes, because, you know, before there's always was a stigma to get some form of counseling. And it's better today. But still people, even with all the resources out there, online or just go in person, uh, either individual group therapies, people are still afraid Mm -hmm. to be looked down upon, judge, um, put a label on. And it takes courage to move forward to help yourself, especially if you might be in a denial stage as well, depending on what that may be.
2: Yes, most definitely. I would say that the most courageous thing that you can probably do in your life is to make sure you're taking care of you the way you take care of others.
1: When it comes to taking care of the inner you, it applies on many levels, such as on a physical, emotional, mental, financial, and spiritual. What are your thoughts on that? Um,
2: I'm not a believer in the fact that money cannot buy you happiness because money provides you with necessities you need in life. And when you have the necessities you need in life, like your basic food, shelter, uh, just being able to do your own hobbies, that provides happiness to you. So no, I, I don't believe that uh, uh, money can't buy you happiness. I think that is a huge myth and something that we need to stop clinging to. Uh, spiritually, I think if you partake in religion or any other kind of spiritual Avenue that you need to make sure you are partaking in that and do not let yourself get overwhelmed by working every day and just existing. It's important that we do not only exist in our lives, but that we live. And I think that's something that unfortunately our society and, um, in America, we we have that work, 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 work uh, uh, kind of life about us. And I think we need to take a step back from that. And I think COVID is, uh, has actually really helped us to understand this.
1: Right. And, and with that said, I feel like when it comes to the financial uh, element of it, Money cannot buy your happiness. Money is a necessity to help you seek out the resources that you can afford. But you know, today, since COVID, things are getting more expensive. So we have to be very more um, creative and improvising to find those resources. And I feel that the most important thing you learn about uh, financial health is that the old system seems to be not working. We have to take on a new element of viewing money differently because some of that is part of our upbringing if you brought up around a family that had you know positive or negative uh, financial habits that later affect you in life Mm -hmm. and that is a trickle down effect with that said i feel that i look at money now today as a form of abundance like you can come in many different forms and that How I manage money now is totally different with a more healthier uh, concept and how it applies to me differently instead of just being, you know, this way that my family showed me, but I look at other ways. And there's also a spiritual element as well. I don't need to have the most expensive car or the most expensive house or this title or have this, have that. I feel like whatever I make in my reality is my life that I'm happy with. Myself and within. And I don't need to impress anyone today, especially me at 45. I'm more comfortable with my skin than I was a decade ago or even 25 years ago. Uh, so with that said, I really agree on some of the things that you mentioned and uh, and then come on the spiritual aspect. I'm more spiritual than religious than I was years before. you know I was more religious. and I find that when it comes to my spiritual path, that I'm the captain of my own destiny of what I make of it. So it doesn't matter if I go to me, I can still walk into church, but it's, but it's how I live my life, being a good person, being compassionate, and also having a balance of give and receive from within myself and then how it affects others around me, especially if I'm on a higher awareness. Now we are going to take a brief intermission. I am Shine Bright with Serene Grace on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I shall return after a few commercial breaks. <laughs>
0: Ready to shift your outlook and find your shining purpose in life? Are you seeking to empower yourself and create a positive impact within today's world? Everyone has a sparkle within them that has a divine imprint to follow with free will and choices, along with divine guidance. These factors together will help you on the journey of life and lead to awakening the inner you that can shape your future in an empowering way. Join our host, Shining Bright, with Serene Grace, with each episode on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, and start the journey today. You are listening to Shining Bright with Serene Grace. We hope you're ready to transform yourself and awaken the inner you. Now, back to the show with Serene.
1: Welcome back, everyone. I'm Shine Bright with Serene Grace on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, let's return to my guest, Sarah Jean. Hi, Sarah. Welcome back. Hello, Serene. Well, welcome back, Sarah. Shall we um, inform our guests on taking care of the interview?
2: Yes, let us do this.
1: When it comes to the world since the pandemic, Do you feel there's a huge shift in mental health services? What are your thoughts on that?
2: Yes, I do believe that there has been a huge shift in uh, the availability of mental health resources and also the importance that we now place on mental health. Um, However, I don't think enough importance has been placed upon it yet. Um, The pandemic has opened our eyes to how Isolation is not healthy for us in any way, because as humans, we are naturally social
1: creatures. You're right. I felt during the pandemic, especially during the shutdowns, you know, in the beginning, it didn't, especially in the very beginning, back in um, March of 2020, I felt the first two weeks like you didn't feel it and you thought you could go back after the shutdown and to the real world again mm-hmm. but then you realize it was gonna be two years and then when you're confined in your home you feel like you're in a form of jail in a way and you have all these restrictions and then it causes a certain form of anxiety that you're not used to in your daily routine especially when you always keep moving and you circulating that energy and affects you you know mind body and spirit
2: I like that you compared it to jail because my next point is um, isolation is not something that we should do to ourselves. And there's a reason that isolation is used as punishment in the prisons. So ultimately the pandemic was really punishing everybody.
1: Yes, it was. And isn't people in we have people in jail and when they're more confined um, and they're by themselves in a cell for a long period of time, it affects them psychologically.
2: Yes, most definitely. Like I said, as humans, we are social creatures. And when we are placed in isolation for a long period of time, our, um, our psyche can, for lack of a better word, go pretty haywire. That's when you start to kind of hallucinate or even talk to yourselves.
1: And not be aware of your own Mm. surroundings. Right. It's like a huge disconnect. And I think since now we're starting to come out of the isolation Mm. of the pandemic, people now have to relearn how to be more sociable because right now there's all this chaos that's happening around the world of how people relate to one another, especially in communication. Like if I go to a store and I have an issue with, say, maybe the, a cashier. Maybe there's a miscommunication. It, it, you see these videos, especially on social media, how people react to this anger. They explode and they just and they they unleash it. And I think a lot of that has been tapped in uh, in ourselves for the last two years and didn't know how to get out in a healthy way. So before we always had mannerisms. We had, we had a way of being to agree to disagree, how to be proper in different settings. And then, you know, during the pandemic, when we we're probably more online, social media, we don't have filters like we have in the physical world. And people forgot that. They could, they could say whatever they want and don't realize the cause infected that. And then when it start coming back out into the physical realm, you know, society, our reality, we forgot that in our this school realm, our reality, that we had all these rules in place for a certain reason for balance and harmony to get along. To coexist. What are your thoughts on that?
2: I think you are completely uh, correct about that. I think our filters have kind of gone out of um out the window. And we just say what we want and we don't think about the other person who's listening or the repercussions of when we post something online that is our our opinion. And unfortunately, uh, our society has become very uh, easily offended these days by everybody's opinion. There's a book that I think should be implemented in high school called Being Wrong, where it is a book on... How an opinion cannot be right or wrong because it is an opinion. An opinion is not a fact. A fact can be right or wrong, but not an opinion. An opinion is just how you view something.
1: It's more subjective. Correct. That's more objective. Mm-hmm. People got between what is a fact and an opinion. Now, moving forward, do you think there's a generational gap of how people perceive mental health differently in society from the past and today?
2: Almost oh, definitely. Most definitely I do. Uh, there is a huge generational gap in how mental health is perceived. Um, like our parents' generation was raised on tough love and that you need to remain strong in any situation. You got the old cliche, boys don't cry. Well, now we're seeing that, hey, it is okay for a boy to cry. It's okay for you to cry. It's how we express ourselves.
1: Especially intuitively. Yeah. You know, women have always been the one to be more emotional versus men. Yeah. But still, even today when people have outlets to be more emotional, there's still this preconditioning, especially with men. Men are supposed to be the, the, the care the, the caretakers, take care of their family, uh being strong, uh, not showing emotion, being more stoic. Uh if you sh- if a man showed emotions, he's considered weak. But then if a woman who by today, especially being a strong, independent woman and career-oriented. Women have transitioned to a different, some women, but tradition uh, theme of for you to be accepted in a career field, you have to be more um, masculine in your energy. You have to be more strong. You have to be more firm. You might not be able to tap into your side or be more emotional. But then even if you tap into the more masculine energy of yourself, on a career sense, you're considered, you know, rough around the edges, you know yeah. what I mean? Instead of looking down as being a feminine woman. And mm-hmm. I think today for a woman, a woman can be both, you know, strong, firm, productive, successful, uh, especially when she has a healthy uh, level of that masculine energy to be more assertive and then still be nurturing, loving, caretaking on the feminine energy and it's about really having a, a healthy balance in both of those energy exchange you think
2: yes and i think it's vice versa whereas men are supposed to be the breadwinner and they're supposed to be tough and resilient and they can be emotional and we're seeing that a lot i believe with more with my generation i mean it in fact, uh, something that me and my boyfriend have a pact with is uh, he is adamant about communicating his feelings and thoughts when we know we have something going on in our heads. And uh, he even refuses to let us go to bed mad at each other.
1: That's healthy communications and boundaries right there. And I deal a lot with relationship coaching as a life coach, and I definitely implore a lot about mm-hmm. learning about healthy communication and boundaries and when it comes to relationships even a relationship with yourself you still have you still need self-checks of understanding your boundaries of how you communicate effectively with people
0: mm-hmm.
1: not just with myself I'm not saying i talk to myself but I, I think there's a good form of self-talk but also around others and also boundaries boundaries are not about manipulating they're about setting parameters in a healthy sense how people respond to you it's not perfect but it gives you a gauge of how to co-assist among others. Now, here's an interesting question to you, Sarah. Have you ever seen a therapist?
2: Yes, I have. I have seen a therapist in high school, and then I saw one in college. And I actually have a new therapist I am seeing on the 27th of this
1: month. And it's no shame to see a therapist especially when you need a healthy soundboard that gives you a better objective of yourself where you can learn different things. And also someone that doesn't know you that well is non-judgmental. It's more easier to go to to an outlet like that at times.
2: Yes, a therapist is required to be non-judgmental for that very reason.
1: And folks, I've gone to therapy too. I'm not afraid to go to therapy, especially um, anything I've had in my life. I always find um, Mm -hmm. I've done individual and group therapy in in different settings uh, that it has come an anchor for me to know that I can go to a safe haven where there's provided resources that I can have access to, especially if I'm proactive in my own health, my self-care that I go to and I can feel like I can let down my guard. And also, when you go to a therapist, sometimes we have to be very mindful of how we connect with people, because sometimes going to someone is not one size fit perfect. It, sometimes mm-hmm. you might have to feel things out to find the right connection with the right therapist. You would say, Sarah?
2: Yes, I very much agree with that. Me and my therapist, when I was in college, did not get along well, and in fact, um the diagnosis that i gave myself was actually a lot more correct than what he did and i think it's important that you voice your concerns and your opinions to your therapist um, because uh, unfortunately uh, if it uh, if uh, you are seeing a psych- uh, psychiatrist and not a psychologist they will push uh medication If they think it is something that will work for you. But unfortunately, in my case, during that time, the medication that they were that I was receiving was actually making me worse. It was making me suicidal. So I voiced my concerns to to him and uh, he was not very perceptive, but he decided to just let me do my own thing. And once I got off my medication and I did this in a um, healthy way. I made sure that I got off my medication while I was around my family during the summer uh, to make sure that nothing bad would happen to me. And my diagnosis of having severe anxiety was correct. But my therapist diagnosed me with being bipolar because bipolarism runs in both sides of my family. So just because you had that genetic link does not mean that That is what your condition is.
1: And the thing is, you can have wrong diagnosis from doctors these days. And that's where, again, I go back, you have to be your own best advocate for your own self-care. doesn't matter what area, if it's therapeutic or any other uh, health service, it's good to be your own best advocate. And some doctors today are good listeners and some are not. So again, you have to feel that out to make sure it's the right fit. So what would be your opinion on medicine to treat mental illness today?
2: That is a very tricky situation because a lot of mental health disorders, because they involve chemical imbalances in our brain, I do believe medication is necessary. Personally, I can attest to the fact that my medication helps me immensely. I am a lot less worrisome and a lot less depressed because I myself have severe anxiety and general depression. And with being in Alaska during the winter, it is very important that I keep myself balanced and busy and
1: sane. Right. Especially when you live in Alaska, it can be very dark at times. And Mm. what do you do to cope with that?
2: Uh, Well, it's not very uncommon to (laughs) go to a store and see a uh, sun lamp. Sun lamps are a big thing in Alaska.
1: Instead of tanning, you're actually sunbathing just to kind of put in that vitamin D, and also those happy rays into you so you don't get depressed.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Now we are going to take a brief intermission. I'm Shine Bright with Serene Grace on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I shall return after a few commercial breaks.
0: Ready to shift your outlook and find your shining purpose in life? Are you seeking to empower yourself and create a positive impact within today's world? Everyone has a sparkle within them that has a divine imprint to follow with free will and choices, along with divine guidance. These factors together will help you on the journey of life and lead to awakening the inner you that can shape your future in an empowering way. Join our host, Shining Bright with Serene Grace, with each episode on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, and start the journey today! You are listening to Shining Bright with Serene Grace. We hope you're ready to transform yourself and awaken the inner you. Now, back to the show with Serene. Welcome
1: back, everyone. I'm Shine Bright with Serene Grace on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, let's return to my guest, Sarah Jean. Hello again, Sarah. (laughs) Hello again, Serene. All right, let's move forward. So let's talk about how holistic medicine can help people with mental health. What are your thoughts on
0: that?
2: I believe
1: holistic medicine
2: can help to a point with mental health. Um, Just because we have so many chemicals in our brain that if we have imbalances, it's really important that we do balance those out. And unfortunately, medication is kind of the best way to do that because we don't get enough of the chemicals from our food, or um, uh, like herbs, or anything that is more holistic. As much as I love natural medicine, it it is important that we take care of ourselves, and that if if we have mental health problems, we seek out a physician that listens to us and can help us and make sure that we take the right medication to help us and have that medication do its job to make it so we can function better.
1: I agree. Now, when it comes to holistic medicine, I am a uh, certified uh, advanced Reiki practitioner. So it's considered complementary medicine that goes with conventional medicine. And I feel like still having an element of holistic medicine or what I call the healing arts. Uh, it's good to add with mental health. Um, when it comes to doing Reiki, Reiki is a form that helps people to become more relaxed, uh, not just mentally, emotionally, but there's also a two element where energetically we can of remove energy blocks that kind of build up and then physically manifest in our reality. So Reiki kind of helps with uh, balancing out the chakras and clearing out the energy blocks. And there's other healing modalities like getting massage massage Mm -hmm. work is wonderful to work out toxins in your body and also knots in your uh, you know your muscles and there's acupuncture Mm -hmm. Um, there's also aromatherapy Mm -hmm. hypnosis so and there's other healing modalities but just name a few i think sometimes that's good to incorporate other elements that can still be more attracted to someone to add than just going to a uh, a therapist. I think a combination or a healthy combination is good to have when it comes to our self-care. What will you say about that?
2: I agree. And I would like to add that, um, in my opinion, diet and um, sleep should be a part of holistic medicine as well, because sleep... Um, there's been a study where it's kind of impossible to go past seven days without sleep and be able to continue living. <laughs> and a lot of disorders, such as ADHD or even bipolarism, uh, sleep is very beneficial, be- especially in bipolar people, because when they don't sleep, they become more manic and they stay in that manic phase. <clears throat> and then they just become more erratic and they can become even more violent it's a diet helps a lot too like if you avoid uh the the uh, dye red 40 avoid a lot of carbohydrates uh increase a lot of protein and omega 3s in your diet that can really help to balance that and um tryptophan a chemical that uh is associated with sleep is very beneficial, but um, it also helps to increase our serotonin levels, which is very out of balance in a lot of mental health disorders, such as depression, bipolarism, and ADD.
1: I hear you. Now, mm. overall, it's about having a healthy balance. And also I figured exercise is good too, certain yeah. forms of exercising. And I also believe getting out to mother nature is good to grind yourself, especially being around earth and creatures. Yeah, Nature is very important, like taking a hike, riding a bike, or even just regular walking uh, around natural settings is very therapeutic and also can really uh, recenter yourself, especially if you're having less stress in in a day or just in your regular routine. I think it's wonderful.
2: Yes, and there's a reason for that because when we are happy – uh, around in nature, like for me personally, I like to be around water. That makes me feel relaxed and happy. Uh, exercise is very good, uh, but we need to release that happy hormone and chemical called dopamine. And when we release that, we are a little bit more manic than usual. It's it, it's not called the love chemical for nothing. <laughs> That's what that's what you get that high off of when you start in a relationship.
1: Right. A Honeymoon phase, too. Right. Yeah. With the upcoming holidays, do you think it's important on having a healthy inner you? Sometimes holidays can be very lonely. People experience challenging times that bring up emotions that can be hard to process. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Oh, most definitely. Holidays are a very uh, traumatic time for a lot of people, especially if they come from broken families or um, came from the foster system. Uh, I have a question for you. What holiday do you think is most affected by uh, people with depression and uh, suicidal thoughts?
1: Well, since I started my life coaching uh, business about four years ago, I see that there's tendencies in people more around like after Thanksgiving up to the new year. And even after the new year as well, because people are uncertain about their future ending for the year and coming up into the new year. (laughs) And also it's a time where people want to be more around family and friends to congregate, feel related, feel love, especially unconditional love. And that's that part of the, the human condition that we have is, you know, we're social creatures. And if people are not in a place where they are, especially the end of the year, going to the end year, they feel very lost, uh, very void. And some people get despaired in their depression. And people don't understand how, dis- how despair really affects people and how it could be painful and how people could be very um, overwhelmed with suicide tendencies. So with my life coaching background, I know that's a very sensitive time period from November up to the new year. And again, also after the new year into going in January and beginning of February where people are more highly sensitive and people don't realize what other people may be going through. And sometimes people in their own inner circle can trigger someone with a word or an action that makes them more depressed and they may not know how to verbalize that in a healthy form of communication. And then they may overthink it and it takes over them and it causes uh, more despair or depressive thoughts that can lead to other things. So I always think it's very um, mindful to be more sensitive, compassionate around up to the times of the holidays.
2: Yes, very much so. Yeah. Um... I always say, hug your parents, hug your grandparents, make sure that if your grandparents do not live with you or are are very far away from you, that you contact them because it is a very common time for elderly people to feel isolated. And I mean, unfortunately, when we're around our families, around the holidays, it's not always a happy time because everybody gets together for that one time of the year. Nobody knows how to speak to each other. We all, all have different opinions and
1: please, please, please just leave politics out of the holidays. I agree. It should be a time for, uh, compassion and, and love, especially when we need to put aside, uh, politics. Now, moving forward, uh, recently on our website, the inspiring Peacock post, um, We just listed a list of help resources, and it's gotten a lot of attention, such as in providing a listing of resources for people to have access to mental and emotional intervention. One of these resources that people seek out is the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. What are your thoughts on that concept?
2: Seeking out help for if you have suicidal thoughts?
1: Right, especially with the Suicide Prevention Lifeline.
2: Yes, I think that is a uh, a great idea. Um, having a suicide hotline will um, it helps people to understand that there's out people out there that want to help them. And like I said before, how therapy can now be telemedicine um, instead of just in person. A lot of people are more comfortable talking over the phone or even just through a text to get help. And it's really important to have that hotline too for domestic violence.
1: With that said, i like to mention a few of those help resources. So the first one we mentioned was the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. So folks, to reach out to the Suicide Prevention Lifeline, you can call 1-800-273-8255 or dial 988. Also, you can text HOPE, H-O-P-E 4-S-C, to 741-741 or you can reach the website, 988lifeline.org. And then another one you mentioned, Sarah, is domestic violence. So here is the resource for the National Domestic Violence Hotline, 1-800-799-SAFE, or 7233. Also, you can text SMART to 88788, and then also go to the website, thehotline.org and another one I think is very important is um, veterans a lot of people don't understand um, our military that has served suffered uh, from severe PTSD and that hotline is the Veteran Crisis Line 1-800-273-8255 press 1 or dial 988 for confidential crisis chat text to 838 838- 255 or go to the website veteranscrisisline.net now moving forward sarah you have a new website um what is the name of your new website so people can get in contact with you
2: the name of my website is beautybellsvanity.com all one word
1: and to wrap up this episode take care of the inner you I'd like to thank you, Sarah, for being my returning guest. I've had a sparkling time with you. We have talked about some very important concepts that can help people. And before we end the show, do you have any last sparkle tips you'd like to share with the world that can leave a positive sparkle with people?
2: Yes, I say go out and be social. Even if it scares you, maybe go to a group therapy session to get into that mindset of talking to people and how it can be beneficial to you. Uh, I, myself, used to be a very isolated person, but I'm becoming more social. And if you feel like you need mental health help, always seek out a uh, individual who can help you, even if it's just a family member who you think would understand you, that can point you in the right direction, or even a friend.
1: Now, with that wonderful sparkling advice, I also want to mention to our viewers, uh, the previous list of help resources that I mentioned in this episode can be also find on our etiquette website at com. And folks, this is going to be the wrap up of our show. Sarah, thank you for being here again. I love you, my dear. You are my cousin. You're my sister. You are a gem to me. And we are the misfits. And I think we had a fabulous conversation of what we mentioned about taking care of the inner you. And thank you for being on the show and supporting this concept. I think you're wonderful. And you have such great insight on the inner you. And thank you again. Thank you for having me. Everyone, I like to end this show with much love, peace, and light. And I like to say again, Sarah, thank you for being here. I'm your host, Shine Bright with Serene Grace on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, please stay tuned to future guests and also more sparkles coming your way. Everyone, have a beautiful and blessed week.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Shining Bright with Serene Grace. We hope we have inspired you today and helped you on your journey to awaken the inner you, the empowered you. Until we talk again, have an enlightening week.